0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into episode 65 of Buds and Blue Jays. This is your place for all things Toronto Blue Jays related through the season and through the off season. Remember, our show is free and available on all platforms. So if you're one of the people watching us on YouTube, make sure you leave us a comment toss us a like and subscribe to the channel and if you're one of the many podcast listeners that we have please leave us a five-star review and um give us a review on those podcast streaming platforms it really does help the show grow i'm your host jesse burl coming at you from Bell, Vegas, ontario and i'm joined as always by my co-host riley mcconnell who not only does he have a great baseball mind he's also one hell of a basis coming in from bloomfield ontario riley how are you
1: Jesse, I'm fantastic. Bass is coming along good. Why not do a New Year's resolution uh in October, something like that? Something I want to do for a long time. Sure, yeah. Why not? Baseball's over for us, but hey. We got a great episode coming your way, guys. I am so excited for this one, man. Bold takes and much more. But first, my high school shortstop joins us. Mr. Kyle Gould. You put this guy two-hole, three-hole, 4 or five-hole. He always gave you results, man. Great defender. He went on and played some pretty good baseball. Kyle, man, so happy you're joining us.
2: Thank you, guys. Honestly, the pleasure is all mine. I've watched you guys from when you started this. Been talking to Jesse and you a little bit, Riley, about when uh, when you started this and great year as much as didn't end that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, I'm pumped to get on here and talk to Blue Jays baseball, even though the season is over.
0: I was going to say, Riley actually gave you a great introduction there, but I was going to say, not only does he have the sickest flow on the show, he might have the best hands of all shortstops in all of Ontario. So uh, big big shoes to fill, Kyle. Hope you're ready for it.
2: Oh, I'll try my best.
0: Good man, good man. Today on the show, we are Riley kind of mentioned it here. Um, We are going to do a little refresh of the 2022 season. We are gonna talk about some lessons that we had learned throughout the course of the year. And then also we're gonna go back and we're gonna look at our bold predictions we made at the start of the season. And then we're gonna look back and see how we did. Now, I know what they were. And if you guys were listening at home, remember what they were, I'm sure they were ridiculous. We're gonna have a good laugh and see how uh, off we are well. And let's see if we get skunked out. But first guys, Let's get started, and we're going to start with our lessons that we have learned through the 2022 baseball season. Now, a little refresh for those of you who don't know. Uh, We finished 92-70, and top wildcard spot, second place in the AL East, didn't win the division. And ultimately, we lost both games in the wildcard round to the Seattle Mariners. And I'm sorry for bringing back those painful memories. I just don't think we're over it still yet. So, guys, take it away. Who wants to go first with the first lesson you're going to take from the 2022 baseball season?
1: Guess first, Kyle Gould, you follow the Jays as much as we do, man. I want to hear a fresh take on all of this, (laughs) on this monstrosity that we had to be the end of the year, man. Kyle, what do you think, brother?
2: Okay, well, lessons on the year itself. Overall, I think the season was, I mean, they had their ups and downs. But Mm -hmm. did we expect more from them? Probably. Did we expect the Yankees to do what they did? Probably not, right? So being in that second spot, getting that first wild card spot, I mean, not much more you could ask for. Um, but I dove into the, that dreaded series that we just all witnessed. And uh, I have some numbers here. I kind of made some notes. I'm going to go through them. I want you guys to tell me what you think, okay? I so obviously, like, going through the position... Like edges that we had, like you guys talked about it. Everyone was talking about it. Where the Jays win and what positions? Uh, Vlad and Ty the first day. Who would have thought that Vlad would be outplayed by Ty Franke? Right. I mean, looking at them, we all get Vlad had the slight advantage, but people thought it would be close. Mm-hmm. Vlad went one for eight with one RBI in the whole series. And when your name's Vlad Guerrero Jr. That can't happen. It just can't. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the first big game you played in the Rogers Centre. I get it, but
0: we had mentioned that It's
2: a little, a little much.
0: Yeah. We had mentioned that in our last episode, where like if the one of the keys to success for the Blue Jays in the playoffs was Vlad was going to have to carry us, and he didn't. One of the three reasons we lost that game there.
1: I'm gonna give some and credit where credits due, though. Ty France, man, who would have thought he came out of nowhere this year? He had a very serviceable year. Yeah, Vladi should have played him though. Totally agree, agree with you there, Kyle.
2: Yeah, and like everything I'm gonna say it's not even. I have a lot of respect for the Mariners. I, I've always kind of liked them as a team. Unfortunately, I didn't think they were gonna beat us, but. So if I ever say it's someone that we, I expected to beat over the Mariners, uh, just it's not a knock on them. I just think you know, Ty France, he did have a great year, honestly. Huge year for him. But when you're Vlad, you can't have him being outplaying you. It just can't happen. And then I wanted to look at Bo Bichette versus JP Crawford.
0: <laughs> on paper, that's a win so, for the Jays every time, right?
2: Absolutely. And I, I even thought, until game two, it was, too. I mean, they were both kind of canceling each other out by being mediocre at best. Um, but Bo was two for eight, no RBIs, strikeout, nothing pretty pedestrian for him as well. Whereas JP was only one for seven, but he did drop two walks and had that dreadful three RBI. double. Yeah,
0: we don't talk about that anymore.
2: Which, no. yeah, which is just awful. But again, like JP played better defense all series as well. Um, so... It's tough to say that on paper again, Bo should be above and beyond where JP was and just wasn't again for those two games. So and then think, obviously notables for the. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say. So I think your main takeaways there are that like our superstars need to perform like superstars and they didn't here, right? Is that like the takeaway we're taking from yeah. that?
2: Yeah. And that perfect segue into that numbers. Do you guys know anything about like the WPA metric uh, on oh, baseball the, reference?
0: Yeah, shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like,
2: for people, for people who don't know, it's uh, pr- like the win probability added for an offensive player out at there at-bats. Yes. Right? So if you have a positive one, it means you did something out your at-bats to win a game, to help win a game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to tell you these numbers, and it's not going to make you feel that great.
0: Shoot. Let's hear so it.
2: there was only f- four positive batters for the mm-hmm. Jays. And when I say positive, I'm not saying oh they did stuff to win ball games. They barely did. They were just (laughs) over zero. They were the highest one was zero point zero eight. Was it? Who do you think those four batters were?
0: I'm gonna go. Danny Jansen was one of them. Teos actually
2: wasn't. Oh no. He so Teo was one. He was the lowest one. Believe it or not, because I guess what they did was in a blowout game like that, the numbers get skewed and changed. So it's not really like a game winning at bat the game was out of reach so we thought um
0: Espinall.
2: who's the highest? do you think
0: Espinall, yep. maybe.
2: he was the yep. highest yeah yep. nice and then matt chapman and boba yeah mm. wow and and they were all very almost meaningless numbers like they were they were the only ones that were <laughs> above a negative but by just
1: this much i mean if now i can recall of- matt chapman doubled and had a sacrifice fly that's all i remember from the two game series yeah. too so to come out with an above yeah. winning probability added is pretty like wow you would expect a lot of other guys but wow that's uh that's pretty <laughs> pathetic really <laughs> So, Kyle, how do we take this information
0: and and transfer it into the offseason here to get better? Like, what do we take from that to make this Blue Jays team better so it doesn't happen again?
2: Well, I think, honestly, it starts with their approaches. Their approaches at the plate in those wild card games were awful, especially game one. I mean, even though you give all credit to Luis Castillo, um, but, like, he he shoved. He had an all-time performance for him. But he did only strike out five batters. He was seven and a third meaning we were putting the ball in play but we weren't squaring it up and and that's got to do with 102 mile an hour with movement coming at you probably but um overall like the jays are the best high velocity hitting team they shouldn't have had as much of an issue that they did with him obviously castillo was on but to go back to those numbers too quickly seattle all of them the lowest one was 0.04, which was yeah. tied to the second highest for the Jays. <laughs> so Whereas you had like Crawford, value, right? Adam Frazier, Cal, Riley, who honestly unbelievable series, unbelievable postseason for him. Um, but yeah, all their numbers were shattering towards Toronto. So I think how you fix that is one, you touched on it, your best players have to be your best players. Yeah. You, talk, you guys have talked about that before. But also, like just coming up with one timely at bat the only person who came up with timely at bats,
0: it seemed. Yeah. Like, that the Riley, let's move on to you here. And uh, what's your main takeaway that you're going to take away from uh, this series, whether it's the playoff series or whether it's the season <coughs> as a whole?
1: So I'm going to look at the season as a whole, Jesse, yeah. and look to see where we started the season, which was very high hopes and for the right reasons we had. The reigning um, American League hits leader. We had uh, the prodigy, which is Vlad Jr. Um, we knew that we had a pl- uh, like a good problem to have on second base with the potential of Espinal and uh, Kevin Biggio. Mm-hmm. We were ho- we were hopeful with a lot of things, and we knew Manoa was going to go out there and and be an absolute stud, and he did just that. Now the problem was, and I really think it it sh- it showed in the postseason, was that we don't have that all-star veteran presence we have guys um
0: springer and chapman yeah guys yeah. that are good and have done it
1: i mean we didn't go and get freddie freeman right which is fine i'm fine with that but had we got him whatever that's kind of what i'm talking about the the veteran all-star we didn't really have that i mean chapman is not not going to be an all-star unless he plays better and george springer's days of all-star game appearances or he you wasn't know, all-star being just this year the, though he was there yeah but that those days are behind him though i'm right. thinking um it, but you know it just the t- the timely at-bats weren't there we were the least clutch team in the league and i feel like growing pains is an understatement um we just didn't have the experience we got more guys on this team with an 0-2 playoff record than not in 0-2 playoff records that was the first playoff for a lot of our guys right and i think there's a lot to take away from it first new manager uh, John Snyder, who's going to be our manager next year, I'm sure of it. And working with the same guys, the same core guys, they got a lot of work to do, man. And it's a long off season but it'll sneak up on you. And there's a lot that needs to be done. And I think acquiring another veteran presence is going to help that out. But I think the problem lies with lack of veteran players. I don't mind that Vlad is the leader, and there's the, like, the, you know, the little jacket and all the, you know, the camaraderie there, I think that's great, but I really think they are lacking that that superstar veteran presence um, in the in the in the clubhouse.
0: And maybe it's something the Blue Jays address in this offseason here. Um, I don't know. It's good that they have a good young core, but maybe he is some true impact playoff performers. You know, we had George Springer. He's kind of really the only one who was really um, performed like that in the postseason my lesson learned that i'm taking away from this season is that the playoffs are the only thing that's going to matter from here on out the blue jays have their young core of players and they need to run now the um, vlad and bo are starting to get expensive on contracts alec manoa and jordan romano are only going to be so cheap for so long The blue, and they're all free agents basically at the 2026 season so the blue jays at most have three to four years with this current core to have sustained success and all that's going to matter if the blue jays are going to win a world series in that time they need to start performing in the playoffs. And I think in order to do that, like the takeaway we can make it here is that you need to build your team, construct your team with things that are going to make your team good in the playoffs. Like get good bullpen options, get more hitters than you know how to shake a stick at because you never know there's going to be a guy slumping. And if a guy is slumping, I don't care how good he is. You can't have him in a short three game series where every pitch matters so much because baseball is not like the NBA where the best team wins 80% of the time. I think the stat is for that to happen in baseball, for the best team to win 80% of the time, you have to play a 55 game series, and that's never going to happen. So you got to do all the little things here. And that's kind of my main takeaway from looking at this season is just we got to build our teams for playoff success.
1: Couldn't agree more, Jesse. Couldn't agree more, man. All
0: right, Kyle, did, quickly before we move on to our next thing here, do you have another main takeaway you want to uh, spit at us before we go on? No, I wanted to. touch on okay. <laughs> Kyle, mute your mic for a second. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle's gonna try to fix his mic here, and uh, we're gonna go on. Riley, how about you? Give us something you've got here.
1: Um, for just takeaways, moving into next year, like yeah. we can't be that. We can't be that bad in the playoffs. Again, it's inexcusable. We ran, we ran into Luis Castillo, who decided to be the best pitcher in all of baseball history for one night. And Mm -hmm. I think that really set us back. And we, we, I mean, the wheels falling off is an understatement. We had an absolute collapse in game two at the Rogers Centre. We were, we all witnessed it in some way, shape or form, Jesse. And I think if we play that series a hundred times over, that doesn't happen. We We drew the short straw in a huge pack of straws, essentially. (laughs) And we really got screwed over, man. That's the way of baseball, that's literally how the ball bounces there were some questionable strike calls and you know that when you know it seemed to not go our way either way yeah well, that's just but, gonna jesse, happen though, right? like jesse right that's just gonna happen and i can't sit here and, and gripe about it too much because it happened but we play that series 10 times and we i think we win seven, eight times out of 10, man. There's no question. We just we just, we got dealt a bad hand and really things did not go our way in the series.
0: All right. Well, we got three more cracks at it. Well, this core is still in touch and hope it does. Kyle, you there? Do we got her? Is it better now? Good man. Out of B.
1: You were underwater there for a little bit. <laughs> we the didn't want to
2: do it. I spiked it. Didn't want to. Great. No headset. <laughs> the computer. So, perfect. yeah, no, I think a major takeaway is just be patient um right as as toronto sports fans you get told that a lot but Mm -hmm. i mean like riley said these kids are young baseball is a tough sport it's a grind over 162 and but he's also right in the sense that we do need to add more veteran presence just for the maturity i think off the field like i mean i'm all i was all for oh get ready for the movie right i think we all were (laughs) but like at the same time like these kids you you guys haven't done anything yet you haven't done anything in your career yet Mm -hmm. you can't be saying stuff like that and then go throw an egg because let's face it game one no one looked ready for that series right including manoa with his patented line that's pressure something that you put in tires well i wish it was something you could fill the zone up with because (laughs) but it was just like stuff like that it i love it i love the storylines i love the confidence but there needs to be some more veteran guys in the room, I think, just to kind of help ease them into how long and the ebbs and flows of that season is crazy.
1: It's all right, though. Manoa was not the only one making ridiculous bold statements. Vladdy wasn't the only one. Jesse, <laughs> oh, is no. it time to <laughs> look back in our rookie episodes on the show um, earlier this year and go, wow i mean next week or the next episode i'm sure next week we'll be giving out report cards to um our our wonderful toronto blue jays but someone should give us a report card (laughs) on how how our hot takes went jesse um i'm sure well if you have comments um leave them i'm sure because even even us you know our great baseball minds sometimes have a little bit of lapses sometimes (laughs) and um it'll show here coming right up
0: so we do have our bold takes we're going to review and we're going to get to that riley in just one second because before we do i want to get in i'm going to ask you guys three true or false questions we can be really quick you can even just say true or false and we can move on um but if we want to have a discussion we can but uh, we're going to do that first. And then we're going to get into our bold takes. So you guys ready?
1: Deal. Right. All right.
0: True or false? Alejandro Kirk just had his best year of his
1: career. True. I want to I take the under. I'll say false. Mm,
0: I think it might be true, to be honest. He had that hot streak for about two and a half weeks and was just kind of meh for the rest. Could be the best, but honestly, I hope not. Uh, next guy, Jordan Romano, true or false? Just had his best year of his career.
1: Easiest, true, all answer. Easiest, true, all will answer. I'm going to say true,
2: but not because I, I think he can duplicate it to a degree. I don't think he's going to fall off the map, but I mean, those numbers are going to be tough, even if you're one of the
0: best in the game. So, And then my last one, true or false, Alec Manoa just had his best year of his career.
1: Totally false. His best years are, are coming up man like he Alec Manoa is going to I think he's going to win at least one Cy Young before his career is done and I think he's going to get a plethora of votes it's way too early to talk about. I won't even say the um, the place in New York City where good baseball players go. Um, but um, as far as the not probability for that, oh, no, certainly not. <laughs> I mean, the House that Bay built. It's a different ballpark, anyways. So I don't no. care about this one. So this one's this one. I hope it gets no more history in it. Um, but yeah, Alec Manoa <clears throat> certainly. Um, Certainly, it's going to be a force with us. I really want this guy to be a career Blue Jay guy. I mean, he could be, I mean, I hope he ranks right up there with, um, with the great Roy Halladay as far as Blue Jays pitching stats go. I mean, he had, a re- Manoa had a remarkable year. What else can you say, man?
0: Kyle, true or false? Manoa just had the best year of his career.
1: False with the caveat that I don't think he's going to have a great year next year.
2: But I think he's, okay. here, though. I think he's very young. It's going to be a little bit of a sophomore lull in his career next year, I think just because of how much success he had. But I'm with Riley, I think he's, I hope he's a Blue Jay for life and he's got a lot of success come down the road.
0: I mean, I'm gonna say false just because like we kind of need Alec Manoa to have years like this for this Blue Jays team to be dominant. But I agree. It's gonna be very hard for them to repeat the year we just had. Um, just wanted to get those into you quickly. Now we are we can get into our bold takes. And Kyle, you weren't here when we made our bold takes. So I don't know what your reaction to this is gonna be. Maybe I can just spit out one of our takes. You can give maybe what you thought at the time. Remember, it's hard to flash your brain back into preseason mode. We were still all hot and horny. We thought we were gonna get Jose Ramirez on this team. So uh, you know, we were in a different wouldn't mindset then in, than we, we were now week ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, to be honest. So, it's been a hell of a two weeks for Blue Jays fans, but let's get into them and I think let's start with the first one that we kind of talked about all year that we thought was really going to happen and that's that Matt Chapman was going to hit 43 home runs this year. So, we know how the season played out. We know what happened to it here, Kyle. What are your thoughts on that bull take?
2: Uh, well, 43 is a lot. It is. Um originally I thought you guys picked 48, which is laughable um 43 is more respectable I I think I would have hammered the under but I wouldn't have been too opposed he he has it in him but when he does decide to hit 40 home runs he's going to be an MVP it's it's when he decides to do that or if he can because he
1: struggles at the plate his whole career he's very very
2: streaky streaky. but 43 is a big number
1: I might have had some strong influence towards um, (laughs) the numbers on that one for sure. Of course, I don't need to tell you about how I feel about Matt Chap and my my favorite non-Canadian sports team being the Oakland Athletics get my favorite player. Yeah, Jesse, I was all hyped up, ready to go. Of course, I'm going to say, yeah, he's going to have the best career of his season. He's going to win a gold glove. He's going to win a silver slugger. and He's going to finish in the top five for MVP voting. Well, he didn't even win a gold glove this year. And I I mean, the votes aren't in, but I can count on that, that he won't win a gold glove. Mm -hmm. He won't win nothing this year. It was a down year for Chapman. Can we say it's it's on his hip? His swing wasn't there. He strikes out an awful lot, man it yeah, frustrates me to watch but i mean yeah i think 43 at the he tops out at 43 home runs and whatever fairy tale year that might be i thought that the fairy tale was going to be this year where everything goes right for us sadly i was wrong and um yeah i mean he I think as uh, the thing was with this Blue Jays team, the power guys didn't actually hit a ton of home runs. So I guess I could have said the same thing about Vlad or Teo. I just chose Matt Chapman because he's my guy.
0: Absolutely. Of course, Matt Chapman ended the season with 27 home runs. Aaron Judge led Major League Baseball with 62. Uh, Matt Chapman 30th in all of baseball with his 27 home runs. Riley, this next one was a hot take that you gave out here. And you said, quote, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win 100 plus games. So uh, we didn't, we ended with 93. So that's another X for us. But then Riley, you did add, uh, no matter what happens, we're winning at least 91. So you kind of gave
1: yourself a hedge there,
0: but uh, yeah, no 100 plus win season for the Toronto cool. Blue Jays. Uh,
1: wow, I gave us a lot of wiggle room there. I <laughs> yeah. like that though. I, cause, Cause I probably said it and then said Riley, we play the New York Yankees, and then went. Oh, well, maybe we'll win ninety. Well, ninety-one sounds better. So yeah, I backed myself on that. That's good though. That's 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 smart betting right there. That's Kyle, smart betting.
0: Kyle, what would you have taken over the under on the hundred coming into the year?
2: <laughs> Honestly, coming in, I probably would have dragged. I didn't think nearly as good as they were. Um, not because I didn't think they had the talent, just because it's tough to play in the Bronx. But not nah, you gave <laughs> a nice one. You we a, a lot of things. You right, don't, we don't win at least fifty. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> but uh no, I, I probably would have drank the Kool-Aid and went over too. Yeah, good man. That's why we like having you here. You support our dumb decisions that we make on yeah. ourselves. Um Riley, we went from your guy that you were hyped to get on this team coming into the offseason to my guy that I was hyped to get onto this offseason. And my first hot take was Yusei Kikuchi will lead the Toronto Blue Jays in strikeouts this season. And our main points were, hey, his velocity looked good in spring. We talked about the pitch mix change. We were like, Yusei Kikuchi can strike guys out. Riley, you then threw here. He's like, you know what? Yusei Kikuchi is going to have an ERA of 3.5 or lower. And then to make things (laughs) worse, Riley, I tripled down on this. And then I went in and added, you know what? Yusei Kikuchi (laughs) is going to end the season as our number two pitcher in our rotation so uh, in the a uh, number number two pitcher in the long relief slot maybe like number two lefty in the bullpen at that um,
1: wow for
0: what it's worth yusei kikuchi did finish the season with 124 strikeouts kevin gosman led the team with 205 so i think i can put a big x on that one there
1: yeah that's a that's a big f on um on the guest there it's hey you know what? We're here to promote baseball. We're here to p- promote the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Certainly, we signed a guy like you say, Kikuchi, and we weren't going to go, yeah, he's going to suck. Watch him go <laughs> yeah, into the right? bullpen. He'll be, a bull- <laughs> he'll be in the bullpen by September. No, we- we're not about that, man. I think the fact that, uh, well, One thing, we lost Hunjin Ryu, so we were down a left-handed pitcher anyways. So Yusei Kikuchi had a chance to do some things. And he he didn't, I don't think I need to tell you guys that he just didn't perform. And well... Here we are afterwards, Jesse. Yeah, it's a bit of a lukewarm take now looking at it, but hey, you know what? Had some fun with it. Yeah, I got to make a bull claim about chap, and you had one about kikuchi. You know, we had a we. There are guys we had a, a little bit riding on them, and um yeah, sometimes it don't work out though, Jesse.
0: Kyle, were you drinking the kikuchi Kool Aid? <laughs> <It> sounds terrible
1: <laughs> as a drink, to be honest. Maybe
2: not to that degree, <laughs> but um. Just so you know, the D minus grade that I gave was not for your take at all. It was for geez, yeah. um, the Chiefs' performances.
0: The writing was on the wall.
2: You guys are right. The writing was on the wall. New pitching coach. He had a great season. You thought maybe, hey, he could figure something out and be that number two guy. So I'm with you. High velocity. I thought the strikeouts would be there as well. It was just uh, an awful experiment. We can say that because where do we go from
0: here do we expect him to even bounce back oh yes 100 i am buying back into yusei kikuchi this no, I, winter I, I see i'm not but i, I <laughs> yeah respect your mm. we're gonna be uh drinking the kool-aid again come spring he's gonna come into spring training he's gonna strike out two of the first three guys he faces in spring and we're gonna be right back where we started baby
1: wow are we are we already getting into the hot takes jesse i don't want to <laughs> leave you on that island all by yourself not man, yet, But not wait, yet. T- Wait till the spring, just give <laughs> give me about two and a half months to think about what even you say Kikuchi is to this ball club and then we'll go from there.
0: All right, we'll get on to that one. We've got a lot more takes to get to, Riley. Here's one. Here's another pitcher that struggled. Riley, you said Jose Brios is the an ace. And here's a quote that you said, there is no other pitcher on this staff I want to have on the mound. Jose Brios will
1: be a 20 game winner in 2022. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, that one, um, that did not age well. I would have to say that out of of all the things we've we've said, I'll say all the things that I've said. The Chapman one um, sounds like a million dollar idea compared to uh, the Jose Brios one. Um, He got lit up. He gave up the most home runs in the American League. He had the worst DRA of his career. He still somehow ended up with a positive winning percentage. But come playoff time, he was nowhere near the mound, and rightfully so, Jesse. Jose Brios did not have a good good, um, season. It started with the first batter he faced, and Mm -hmm. from there, things were just a downward spiral. That's that's all I'm going to say about Jose Brios, and it's too bad because I really, really like the guy. Loved him when he was in the American League Central. Thought it was a really smart trade. And last year, not this year that just happened, but the year before, 2021, he seemed to be doing all right. Um, I guess he doesn't like even-numbered seasons. So maybe (laughs) in 2023, he comes back and pitches a little bit better. Not even going to make a take because that is a lot to come back from for Jose Barrios.
0: Six more years of this guy. Kyle, were you drinking the Jose Barrios Kool-Aid 20-game winner?
2: I was hundred oh, percent I was yeah my boy Barrios guy. I mean listening to how people talk to him like other pros around the league, just his work ethic, everything is good. His issue is other pitchers like hide their pitch as well or they come from the same sl- slot. He doesn't really do that. So you see it out of the hand. so he relies a lot on his stuff. a lot of the spin rate location. Both his spin rate and location was awful this year and that's yeah. what happened. So I don't know how you fix that or if you fix it quickly, but he better because I'm a big Burrios fan. And I was with Riley. I was so on him. I was so pumped to have him as a J long-term. And I, I was I was with him too. I was thinking game one wild card like way, way back at the beginning of the season. I was like, there's a one game where I need a pitcher on the mound. It might not be Manoa. It could be Barrios.
1: And now... And now there was so you would have gone with Gosman, Manoa or Stripling ahead of um ahead yeah, of and It's too and it's too it's, too, it's too, too bad. Yeah, like I he turned he, from our from what I thought was going to be our number one or two guy, depending on who you like, yeah. he was our number four guy at the highest. And it is it is too bad. I know a lot of guys were up on him. You and I, obviously, Gouldy, were pretty big on him, and he just like he just he didn't come through for us at all, man. It was just a very. I bet you the season felt like four years for Jose Barrios. I mean, let's let's you know not bash him too much. I'm sure that that was just. Awful for him. I really hope he has a good off season and is able to recover from this.
0: Yeah, no one needs it more than he does here. Um, we Still got a lot of takes to get to and we're running out of time here, so I'm going to go with my next one here. And I said a Toronto Blue Jay will go on a hit streak of 30 plus games this year. Um, the longest in Blue Jays history was 28 by Sean Green in 1999. Um, the longest in 2021 was Vladdy, who had a 14 game hit streak. And guys, if you remember, Vladimir Guerrero Jr between July 22nd and August 13th this year did have a 22 game hit streak. Um, he hit 359 in that time, for good for a 182 WRC. Plus, um, and it was the fourth longest hit streak in all of baseball, but it wasn't quite 30. In fact, nobody in baseball did. Trey Turner had a hit streak of 26 games to lead all Major League Baseball. So we were close.
1: We were on the right track, but it just didn't happen. Jesse, that's a dub, brother. I don't care, man. I'm caught. For what we've said before Jesse you sound like you sound like that's that you sound like a genius for saying that I mean that's still pretty good I mean 10 10 games is a is a great hitting streak you know that's pretty hard to do so double that and add two games I mean that's pretty impressive especially because you know guys don't have there's Joe dimaggio's 56 is never gonna be broken 22 hit hits you know consecutive or you know 22 games consecutively with a hit I think that's wonderful man I think it's a win i'm gonna chalk that up as a win man i know it's not 38 games seems like a lot that's two four game sets but whatever for what we're talking about that's a dub man
0: kyle are you giving it to me i'm giving you the dub jesse let's go baby i
1: think
2: 30 <laughs> a ridiculous number the fact that we were even close is it's dumb i think
0: oh yeah we'll take that all right one more and then we're going to take, take a quick break here riley this was one of your takes you said kevin oh, biggio is going to lead the american league in walks Well, (laughs) let me tell you, Aaron Judge led the American League with walks with 111. Um, Matt Chapman led the Blue Jays with 68. And off your head, guys, can you tell me how many uh,
1: walks Kevin Biggio had this year? 24, 25. Kyle?
2: I'm more excited to see the over-under. Did Judge get more (laughs) walks than Kevin got plate
0: appearances? Uh, I can look that up real quick. It's got to be close. uh, I will. I can tell you, though, uh, Kevin Biggio had 38 walks on the team this year. He was good for um, sixth on the team and plate appearances for biggio oh he must
1: have more than 111 if he had 110 plate appearances and 38 walks man his on base percentage would be just wild 303 (laughs) yeah i don't know what we were thinking there. (laughs) that would be anywhere close i I knew what i was saying i well you know what clearly he didn't walk as much as he should have um he yeah Kevin biggio is is kind of uh it's we're gonna we have a Plethora of second baseman's on this ball club, and I don't know if Kevin's going to be our guy. Um, That's yet to be determined. Um, But he's definitely not the Buffalo Bisons. Um, Kevin Biggio, where he can go up and you know basically micromanage the umpire into calling close pitches because it's Kevin bizzio the mlb umpires i felt like didn't didn't give him that treatment and rightfully so i mean he he quit quick with this bat twitching crap get your hands in a better spot battle more like your dad and swing the dang thing too once in a while
2: but, riley i'm with you but has it been not determined yet i feel like there's no fit for him with us anymore and I, no, I'm a big fan. I love them, but That'll be one of the
0: burning questions of the offseason is what do we do with our second base platoon? Because with Merrifield Espinal, maybe we move Bo to second base, as we've talked about. Like, There's a lot going on there. and um, And yeah. And so, guys, we're going to take a quick break, guys. We will be right back on the podcast. It's going to sound like nothing because that's the magic of video editing, but we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back, and we've got another Kevin Biggio uh, bold take here. This is one that I made here. I said this was right after Jose Ramirez just signed his extension in Cleveland. So we thought, you know what, screw it. We don't need Jose Ramirez. He's a bum. My hot take was the combination of Kevin Biggio and Santiago Espinal will have a higher OPS than jose ramirez this season and now let me tell you jose ramirez ended up with an ops of 869 the combination of espinal and biggio was a measly 680 and riley when i made that take you called me he's like jesse the only way that's gonna happen is if espinal comes out with like 18 home runs biggio hits 25 plus and in fact they combined for just 13. so not my best take there but uh, hey turns out jose ramirez is really good and he would have been great on our team
1: See if if you I when you were reading that back, Jesse, it almost said if you add their OPSs together, it will right? be more than Jose Ramirez, which you know what is 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 the case. But it's still you know it's still whatever. I would rather take um, an elite one elite second baseman um, over having two guys split in time. Right, I think that's the deal. But if you're gonna have a guy split in time at any position, I think it's okay to have that happen at second base you never want to have a lackluster center fielder third baseman kind of first base thing like i think if it's going to happen anywhere second base is a safe spot for that to happen but for the power numbers 13 home runs jesse that's between two guys that's pretty low man that Mm -hmm. sounds like that sounds like the tandem of catchers in like the 1940s right there man over a hundred and whatever many games but hey whatever it is what it is um not a great year for for a cabin great start for for us yeah, it was looking sure, good but early but... It, it looked okay. great but um you know um it was fairly short-lived in this 2022 season for espinal
0: kyle tell us how dumb we are <laughs> i wouldn't say dumb.
2: i'd say We were a little hurt. We didn't get him. (laughs) We wanted to make the best of a bad situation. And like you said, Espinal could have done it himself early on in the season. He was looking unbelievable.
0: That's all-star Santiago Espinal to you. And then he kind of came back down to earth where he probably should be.
2: And continued to be mediocre. And it's just, that's what we got.
0: All right, we had another one here, and this was the take I proclaimed back in March that I was like, this is the one I want you guys to remember because this is going to happen, and I'm gonna say that it happened here first. First. Now, it didn't happen, so we don't have to worry about that. But my hot take was that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will set the record for the hardest hit baseball in baseball this season. Now, it did happen in Major League Baseball. (laughs) But it did not belong to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. In fact, it belonged to O'Neill Cruz, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who hit a baseball 122.4 miles per hour. Uh, Vladdy's best career best was 118.9, and on this season, he didn't quite top it. It was 118.4. It was on a 90-mile-per-hour sinker against a Cubs reliever that he hit a hard line drive right smack up the middle. But I will say, it was the fourth best in all of baseball this season behind O'Neill Cruz, Shincarlo Stanton, and Shohei Otani. So didn't quite get there, but I really thought he would. But
1: Came close. O'Neal is just French for left-handed and Cruz is just a Spanish for judge because he's just a left-handed Aaron Judge, that O'Neal Cruz. he is He's a monster. I mean, of course, he's going to hit a ball hard. If he didn't, what? And he also throws, like... I don't know what the the throw speed is but I know he was absolutely hammering balls in the infield to the first baseman like the guy's the guy's an absolute monster if Vladdy was 6 foot 7 I mean he'd be hitting 70 home runs but he's not he's not a freak of nature he is still very much though a superhuman like guy just didn't put up superhuman numbers Kyle Vladdy
2: is just he's so fun to watch O'Neill Cruz he he is something special. It's weird for the game to see that tall of a shortstop and just it's it's wild to watch him hit baseballs and pro baseball. So I'm with you though. I thought Vlad could do it. His hard contact rate is through the roof. I was like okay, I, I could see it, but O'Neill Cruz is just I think he's going to hold on to that
0: title every year. God, I wish I could hit like O'Neill Cruz, to be honest, or even Vladdy, hell, or even like Kevin Biggio
1: for that matter. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to, yeah. hit, I'd even like to hit like an American League relief pitcher for God's yeah, sake. Sure, that would yeah. be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, got to keep trying, I guess. Um, my next take here was I thought the Blue Jays would throw a no hitter this year. The Jays only have one in their franchise history, is by Dave Steeb. And like, I can't believe there are some teams that have like three no hitters in a season. I can't believe it's taken the Jays this long to get a no hitter. It didn't happen this year. I think Ross Stripling came the closest. I think he had one into the seventh inning this year. Uh ultimately it didn't happen, but I will double down on this going into next year. The Blue Jays have to have a pitcher throw and no hitter sometime here, soon
1: Oh man, I feel like I feel like Jesse, that we are gonna walk into 162 games. And do you remember that girl at the Jays game when we went in game two and she said the forbidden word? And oh, you yeah. look back. She said the forbidden word, and I don't even want to say it because you (laughs) just said it. We might be screwed. Um, Jays fans, you know who to blame? If Alec Manoa doesn't throw uh, a nine-inning no-no, maybe even a perfecto, you can go um, and go to buds jays and at jesse burrow because he might have (laughs) just threw us way under the bus hey man it's bound to happen though but with our luck i feel like there's an an incredible amount of luck that goes into no hitters there's no question about it so and always one defensive You know, Jem, you got obviously, you know, a famous, the Mark Burley, you know, Jays legend, but pitching for the White Sox, Dwayne Wise, former Blue Jay too. Let's see how that works there. That's hilarious. Goes up the (laughs) wall, makes a great, you know, almost boggles the ball or duds boggle the ball, still comes up with the catch. Like there's always, there's always a fantastic play. The things, everything's got to go almost perfect even for a no hitter so if we get one jesse i'll be absolutely astounded and i sure as heck hope i'm at the ballpark for that because the city of toronto is getting torn up after that but if anyone's gonna do it i'm still riding with it's gonna be alec manoa and it's 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 gonna be a game of you know that we're sweating sweating right through our shorts man i mean it has to be right
0: Kyle, are you going to throw a no hitter or what? Are you going to pitch on this team and make it happen?
1: Uh, well, I might have.
2: Uh... Actually, you know what? No, I'm actually with you, Jesse. Yeah, I think let's go. Going to right here, um, I was. I changed up takes halfway through because Riley persuaded me a little bit. He just got me all fired up, thinking. to that? Into that. An that. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, I mean, you were right though. Like with the pitching staff that we thought we were getting, it was a pretty safe bet.
0: The problem is pitchers aren't going deep into games anymore, and that might be the yeah. one thing they're hard capped at the pitch count. So it's gonna have to be something very special for the Blue Jays to get a no hitter. And I'm not counting this team no hitter bullshit. It's one guy going out there doing the thing. Yeah, uh, that's, that's
2: the worst thing in baseball yeah. right now.
0: Combined no hitter. It's like, you yeah, know, right? it's not even a thing. I Like, get that's those a notifications off at yeah. most. <laughs> Like, sure, it's cool, but I bet some of those relievers don't even know they're in a combined no hitter. You know? No. But, no. Story Maybe for another like day. Seven innings playing nintendo ds and the full <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like. right so we have i think we have a few more to go here let's get to them. let's try to come with some pace here um riley this one was looking real good for a large part of the season this is one you had you said the blue jays catchers as a tandem are going to hit the most combined home runs and riley this was true for the first half of the season and it kind of tailed off as alejandro kirk tailed off a little bit the combination of danny jansen alejandro kirk gabriel moreno zach collins and taylor Heineman hit 34 home runs for the toronto blue jays the leaders were once again kansas city with 41 but they have mj melendez scheduled as a catcher so i think that's kind of sketchy but Didn't happen, Jays were third in the American League for home runs by catchers, but hey, the president is true.
1: Yeah, well, if Jansen's healthy, um it's it's way more achievable and if kirk doesn't if kirk decides that like we're not just going to play slap ball mm-hmm. and we're actually going to go go yard for a change yeah it was cool like i don't know Heideman maybe contributed to one home run at yeah, the S- very most. collins
0: had four <laughs> like
1: yeah, hey you know what good first good for him uh gabby moreno contributed with one it's all important stuff man mm-hmm. but um i think the the big thing you look at jansen and kirk and Danny Jansen, and I—I I, part of the reason was I like I preach this a lot um, that Danny Jan- Danny Jansen has unbelievable power. Um, he is um, almost an elite power hitter among catchers, and I feel like if he's healthy, now, I don't know what our catcher situation is going to be. But we replay this exact year, but we play with a healthy Danny Jansen and kirk is first half alejandro kirk then we easily hit 45 home runs jesse
0: i am a firm
1: believer in that and then i look like a genius i feel like i still made a pretty safe bet on it it sucks that jano got hurt and it sucks that kirk forgot how to hit for power for a bit (laughs) Uh, i do appreciate the contributions from guys like zach collins and uh heineman and of course gabby moreno who You know, is also his fate is also yet to be determined. We have one of the best problems to have, which is an abundance of really good catchers and really young catchers, too. So we'll see what happens, man. As far as the hot take go, I feel I still feel like I get a half point on this one. Sure, we'll give it because Danny Jansen, just for the reason that Danny Jansen, and I know it caught a lot of people off off, um, you know caught a lot of people off guard i certainly wasn't caught off guard because i know what the guy's got i know what he's capable of man danny jansen is a great power hitter kyle i know you agree with me man i know the take seemed a little weird at first but watching danny jansen hit man like what a guy man what an what an absolute monster behind the plate for us when he was healthy this year
0: okay absolutely was um i want to just get through the next ones here really quick Kyle, how many All-Stars did you think the Blue Jays would have coming into this season? I thought we'd
2: get one, two, three.
0: I thought we were going to have five. Hmm. Riley, how much did you think we
1: were going to have coming into the season? <laughs> probably, probably, I'm going to say five. I'm going to say five, maybe six. All right, well, my hot take was that the
0: Blue Jays would send eight. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> They didn't. They had four in 2021, and we were expecting bigger things. The Blue Jays ended up sending six in 2022 with Alec Manoa, Alejandro Kirk, Vlad, George Springer, Jordan Romano, and Santiago Espinal. Uh, Kevin Gosman was a snub. 100% should have been an All-Star. And we were just missing good first halves from Bo Bichette, from Jose Barrios, and Matt Chapman didn't hit 43 home runs. So we just kind of missed one there. So I don't think that was too bad of a hot take, but definitely an L.
1: Yeah, well, all-stars come and go, man. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's a team sport. Individual accolades are sick. Kyle, um, we were both swagger guys back back in the day. Like we love, we love our um, you know, our our personal stats, but at the end of the day, man, it don't mean nothing unless the team's winning. And that's the big yeah. takeaway from this is all-star games are cool, but winning playoff games is a lot cooler.
2: That is I couldn't agree with that
1: more. Just <laughs> <laughs> I lost in the playoffs last week,
2: and it still hurts. So, yeah, so,
0: yeah we're all in mourning over here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through these next three really quick here. Um, one, we said the Blue Jays would have the fewest strikeouts in the American League. They were close. They were top five, but um, finished third. Houston and Cleveland both struck out less than the Blue Jays. We also said that the – Riley, you said that the Blue Jays are going to have three players hit 40 bombs, Matt Chapman, Vlad, and Tao. Uh, no, that didn't happen either. They hit exactly 200 on the season between them, which was seventh best in all of baseball. And we also said, Riley, that the Jays are going to turn two triple plays this year. Not only did they not do that, the Blue Jays actually hit into a triple play instead. <laughs> so I feel like that means we were wrong by three. But yeah, any thoughts on those three takeaways there? Nothing
1: <laughs> that was a That's a negative point there. <laughs> yes. Like, we're going to get a triple play. No, nah, man, but we hit into one, which is which is terrible. Um, <laughs> um yeah just honestly jesse you, you we look back at these these um these hot takes and there was a lot a lot to look forward to i mean obviously we weren't going to be 100 percent right but the fact is like we should have been right on almost one or two of these things and that's kind of disappointing like i feel like we should have had at least one guy hit 40 home runs A no hitter would have been awesome like what if Cavan did have the most walks in the american league like <laughs> there's just a lot of what ifs man if one of those things could have could have been like <clears throat> how would it have affected the season but jesse it is what it is mm-hmm. and and we're here oh there's other teams playing baseball tonight that aren't the toronto blue jays and we're sitting here talking about a team that has been out of the postseason for the better part of a week
0: god that sucks eh i hate that it <laughs> does oh well. um We did get one right, though, guys, and this is it. I'm going to toot my own horn for this. We are not getting shut out on um, the podcast today. Now, my bold take was the Blue Jays are going to make an impact trade deadline acquisition, which you could classify that's not bold, Jesse. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be buyers, of course they are. But then I listed some names at you, and the first name I listed was Chris Sale. Well, we can ignore that one because that never happened. Red Sox are never going to trade him in the division anyway. But then I mentioned Whit Merrifield, and I thought Kansas City would be going down um, this little tank job, and the Blue Jays like the left-handed bat on ball contact, guys, so I thought there would be an opportunity, and sure enough, it happened, guys, so we are not shut out. Whitmerry field is a Toronto Blue Jay, and uh, our bold prediction segment was now a success.
1: Happy tw- uh, 2022. Like like I always say, man, if this was 2018, this would be amazing, but it's a Mary, and you know what? He his, his power absolutely sucked for us, but I felt like at the end of the day, it wasn't a bad acquisition to go after. And yeah, it, I hope, I still hope that he's okay. He got hit in the head pretty hard in that last playoff game he was in. I know that we won't get a lot of injury reports since the Jays have been, you know, at a baseball. But um, still, that looked pretty tough. But I was glad to have Wet Merrifield. I was not a big fan at first. He kind of grew on me quickly in a short period of time. And he's a guy who's still, he's a, he's a veteran guy. He came into the league um at a later age um obviously after the really good casey royals left town and he kind of was there with a rad tad group a group of guys in the al central and now he's in toronto man let's see what his career is gonna come out after this i think his best days are totally behind him but he could possibly be a really good piece for us
0: Kyle, I just want you to toot my own horn for me and tell me how smart I am. Can you uh, go ahead and do You're that? You're the horn. smartest person in baseball. <laughs> yeah, <All> right.
2: <laughs> I couldn't have told you this. More. Like, I, I think you are just the Einstein of baseball, and this was a total win. All
0: right, guys, we're one for 15 on our bold predictions. Ooh. Obviously, we made a prediction, too, that the Blue Jays were going to win the World Series, but I don't even want to count that one. So one for 15, what are we? Uh, the Blue Jays hitting and running sp- runners in scoring position at the plate? No, it's what it seems like, but uh, we'll take that. So guys, that was our bold prediction. We're gonna have more come March. It's always fun to look back on these and to see how we do. And we, you know, we have a good laugh and I hope you guys at home had a good laugh here too. Uh, make sure you leave a comment down below on what your favorite bold prediction was or just how in the world could you guys think this? This stuff is really dumb, but uh, that is gonna do it for our episode here today. So please to make sure you, like I said, leave a note in those comments. Make sure you check out our friends over at Leafs and Lads. They're doing a whole bunch of stuff. The NHL season is underway. The Leafs are off to a two and one start and uh, they're playing Arizona today. So I'm going to go ahead and say three and one and sorry if they lose. Uh, That is my fault. I will take the blame for that. Um, And Kyle, thanks for joining us on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you here.
2: No, honestly, thank you. The pleasure again. It's all mine. Uh, This is such a good opportunity for you guys. And like, honestly, being diehard fans, it's awesome. You guys have an outlet to kind of talk about it. it. Gives you a better understanding and experience just throughout the season. So keep it up. It's honestly awesome.
0: The fact that people even listen to us i find is amazing because we're just rambling on about baseball stuff but hey it works anything else dad riley before we get out of here
1: yeah at the end of the day kyle we're just here airing our grievances now uh when there's good things to talk about you know we'll go right into them if there's bad things to talk about we'll address them man we'll we'll take the the ups and downs are just part of baseball and clearly we're in off-season mode right now Mm -hmm. and as far as the bold takes go one for 15 that's kind of like my you know my grade 12 year against left-handed pitching i don't know what that would put me in average wise but it wasn't too pretty but hey you know what that was a it was a good one that was a solo homer that you took and that you uh, jesse with the whitmerry phil call i love it and let's not forget that i called chapman and you <laughs> called kikuchi and that's at right. the end of the day to me we started our show like that, and that's, at the end of the day, that's one of the only things that mattered to me as far as the pod goes and the facts we get right. I don't care that I said Chapman's going to hit 43 because, you know what, he has it in him. Whether that happens or not, I know what potentially holds. It's not like we're getting Philadelphia Phillies fans being like, oh, or whoever. Right. Insert fan base here, man. <laughs> I know what he can do. Jesse knows what same thing goes for a lot of these guys so you know what it's a fun episode to do couldn't have done it with two better guys guys who know the game of baseball guys who've been around so when we make these bold takes yeah we're being high on the blue jays but we know what these players are capable of man and let's hope when we go into the spring jesse you and i you know we'll be a little more cautious this time of no, what we no say we in our book no you're probably <laughs> no. right but i'm gonna i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a hot take right now that my hot takes are just cooled down just a touch maybe you know I'm no fine come on well well we'll me, see <laughs> got a long way it's going to be a, it's going to be a long winter jesse it's going to be a long there winter is. we'll see what happens there is
0: all right guys this was fun we'll uh, be back next week to do some get our report cards out and talk about the blue
1: jay season that was thanks guys